Merry Christmas, Crosspoint. I'm Matea. Advent reminds us of the light that shines in the darkness from the first Sunday of Advent until Christmas Eve. We await the celebration of Jesus' birth. The grand finale of Advent is A, thrill of light. Isaiah 9-2 says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Luke 1, 78 to 79 says, Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. John 1, 4 to 5 says, The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Jesus brings us a thrill of light. The weary world rejoices. Good evening. Hey, great to see everyone, and thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Great crowd. Uh, this would be highly illegal next week, <laughs> so we're getting it in while we're still allowed to do that, and it is good to see you. Our Christmas Eve Eve tradition started here at Cross Point several years ago when we wanted to do Christmas at the Playhouse. And the playhouse wouldn't open or rent to us on the 24th. We said, what about the 23rd? They said, sure, you can rent the place on the 23rd. And so that's how the Christmas Eve Eve tradition began. And uh, so thanks again for being here with us uh, tonight. Two more sleeps till Christmas, and I already know one of my gifts. Uh, the kids have gotten me at one of those DNA tests, and I'm pretty excited about it. So if I'm not here uh, the first Sunday in January, it's because I found out that I'm royalty and I've gone to find my castle. So that's where I'll be. The first book, the first book of the New Testament, uh, Matthew, starts with Jesus' family tree. We don't have family trees on Graham and Ann. We just have family wreaths that go in circles. Um, that's the first book of the New Testament, Matthew. Matthew, Mark, the second book of the New Testament, Mark, starts his letter with John the Baptist, uh, who was Jesus' cousin. And then the third book of the New Testament, Luke, starts his letter telling us about Zechariah and Elizabeth and their miracle baby, who was John the Baptist. And then he tells us about Mary and her decision to carry Jesus into our world. And then the fourth letter of the New Testament is John. That's the one we're going to be looking at tonight. In fact, you've already heard uh, these verses read a couple of times. And John, when he starts his letter, he intentionally mirrors the Genesis, the book of Genesis, the way that the Bible starts. 
And he does this on purpose. Genesis starts with, in the beginning. And John starts his letter with, in the beginning. And John wants us to see Jesus as a new Genesis. It's like God is starting over again. And uh, so that's why he writes it that way. So just going to read a few verses here from the book of John, beginning in verse 1. In the beginning, the Word, which is Jesus, already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, Jesus, existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. The Word, Jesus, gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light. That's our theme for tonight. His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Now, if you're wondering, I don't know if you've ever wondered, where did we get these letters, and uh, why do we call them Scripture? Um, This John that is writing was a personal close friend of Jesus, and he wrote this letter around A.D. 80, uh, A.D. 80, which is about 50 years after the resurrection of Jesus. When he wrote the letter, he was living in Ephesus, which is a very real place. You can go there today and see the ruins and, and structures that were there. And it was in southern Turkey, right on the Mediterranean. And so John writes this letter to a group of churches and people. There were scribes who copied these letters over and over and over. And we have fragments of those letters dating as far back as the year 140. Most of you weren't even around then. By the time that John writes this letter, Rome has been, uh, or Jerusalem has been destroyed by Rome, but the church is growing exponentially because of eyewitnesses like John, whose lives have been radically transformed by Jesus. The church was unstoppable. That's why we're here tonight. It's going to go on and on for eternity. And by using that phrase at the beginning of his letter, in the beginning, John takes us back to a time When Jesus spoke into the darkness and there was light, John wants you to to link creation to two other events that forever changed all of history. He wants you to go back to a time when there was nothing but darkness and void and God spoke and he spoke his light and it happened. John wants you to link creation with two other events that forever changed history. One is the birth of Jesus where God spoke again into the darkness of our world, into the darkness of sin, and he gave us his son, Jesus, the light of the world. The other time, the next time, when the light is when the light comes on in your life and you see Jesus as a son of God, when he speaks into your darkness and you see who he is and he speaks into your void and your chaos and just like creation, you're, you're made new. There's a, there's, a, there's a brand new Genesis happening in your life. He comes in and rescues you from your sin. So at the first Genesis and the first creation, he makes all things new. And then he did it again when he came to our earth as a baby. And he does it again every time that someone chooses to follow him as their savior. He gave us light in creation He did it again in the incarnation, that's Jesus becoming flesh, and he does it all the time in salvation. He brought light at creation, he brought light again in the incarnation, and he does it all the time. 
When someone crosses that line of faith, we call it salvation. And when, he, when Jesus brings his light into your life. So the beginning of verse 4 says the word, which is Jesus, he gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. He gave life to everything and he brought light to everyone. Now, I don't know what you are giving or what you're hoping to get for Christmas, but it's not going to be better than life or light. John tells us that, that Jesus gives life and he brings light. Those are, those are pretty, pretty good gifts. I mean, you can, you can give birth, most, you can give birth, but you can't give life. Only God can create. Only God can, can create and make that life happen. And here's the connection that John wants you to make. The same way that God spoke into the darkness and created life, your life is also a gift from God. He created you and he gave you life. And then he wants to speak into your world. He wants to speak into your chaos and your darkness and give you new life and, and new light. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. This is, this is life and light. This is what Christmas is all about. And toffee fay. Jesus and toffee fay. That's pretty much, that's, you know, that's pretty much what it's all about. Any fans? Anybody? Any amen? Toffee fay? Yes. Oh, yeah. Preach. Preach. But mostly Jesus. I just, I love these words that his life brought light to everyone. In other words, you're, you are in the dark without Jesus. You can, I mean, you can be living. You can say, well, I'm doing all right. I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm, I'm la, la, la. But, but spiritually speaking, you are in the dark until, until that light comes on, until you step into the light, until you receive that light. Um, spiritually, you're in the dark. You can live without Jesus, but you can't have life without Jesus. And that sounds, it might sound a little confusing. What are you talking about? I can live, but I can't have life. That doesn't make any sense. A few chapters later in John's book, he tells us a story about a guy named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus has this conversation with Jesus about, about I'm living, but I'm not really living. And it feels like something's missing. And he comes to Jesus at, at night and says, what do I do? What do I do? And Jesus tells Nicodemus, who was a religious leader, Jesus tells him, you need to be born again. And Nicodemus is like, that's not really helpful. Like, like why are you talking in riddles? What, what, I, how can I be born again? I can't, I can't go back and do this over again. And, and Jesus is telling him, it's, it's, it's a spiritual birth. It's that next time when God, he created you, he gave you life, but, but it's that time when God brings his light into your life. He illuminates the darkness of your light, of your life, and you realize why you were, why you were created. Jesus was born to die so that we might live, and the way that we live is by dying to ourselves and being born again. It sounds a little bit like a riddle, but it's not. It's the truth. It's, 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 it's what Christmas is all about, that Jesus was born to die so that we would die to ourselves and that that's the only way that we can live, by being born again. It's a spiritual rebirth when the lights come on in your life and that's when you realize what life is all about. So in verse 5, John says, 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. This obviously does not apply to those strings of Christmas lights that you pull out every year. You know the ones that go out like while you're untangling them, you plug them in, oh, they work, good. You start to untangle them, they don't work, right? Or as soon as you finish your tree, I don't, we've got trees at home that are just slowly going out line by line by line, but they're just getting darker and darker and darker. And we're like, we're, you know, we're, we're not bothering with it right now. You know, one bulb out of what? Out of 100 or 700, one bulb just wiggles its way out a teeny way, and the whole thing is shot. Yeah. John compares Jesus to the first light of creation. John compares Jesus to creation, to that first light. When there was no light, all there was was darkness, and God spoke his light, and it happened. John, John compares Jesus to that. Jesus comes into our void, our emptiness, our chaos, and brings direction and purpose and joy. There is no darkness in your world tonight that cannot be penetrated and extinguished by the light of Jesus. That's good news. <laughs> Maybe you needed to hear that. Maybe you dragged in here with a heavy heart and you just want this all to be over again and you just came to make somebody else happy. And you know, you know, you, but, but you just, maybe that brings some kind of hope into your heart tonight to be reminded, to know, or maybe even to hear for the very first time that there is no darkness, there's no chaos, there's no, there's no trouble or fear or, or anxiety or pain or anything else in your world that cannot be penetrated and extinguished and pushed back by the light of Jesus. Whatever fear or pain or doubt or stress or health concern, any marriage, any relationship, any brokenness, any addiction, this is the thrill of light. This is what Jesus does. He heals and he restores and he, when he comes with his light, he makes all things new. He pushes back and he drives out and he defeats our dark, the darkness in our lives. You know, when the shepherds came to visit, visit the baby Jesus, they went away rejoicing, not because they'd just seen a baby. Baby, you know, babies, babies are babies, right? I've got a new one in, uh, in our world, Tilly. She's three, maybe four weeks old. She's a baby. They went away rejoicing because it was Jesus, the hope of the world, the light of the world. When the wise men showed up and they entered the house where Jesus was, there was great joy, and they bowed down, and they worshiped him because he's the light of the world. He's not just another child. He's the Christ child. He's good news. He's goodwill to all men. He's peace on earth. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. I don't know about you, but I could use some good news. I need some good news. Um, you know, waiting for the government to roll out another level this, level that, you know, whatever protocol, this and that. No, I just... It's been a long season of that stuff, and we just need some good news. We're two years deep into a pandemic that won't seem to let up. And we called our Christmas series this year, as you heard the, the, the kids telling us in that video, the weary world rejoices. Try saying it. It's not as easy as you think. The, woo, the, woo, the, we, the, woo, woo, the weary world rejoices um, because we are weary, but we're not defeated. The darkness will not overtake us. The darkness will overcome. We have the light of the world. We have Jesus. There is no darkness that cannot be de defeated by the light of Jesus. Well, we're going to close the service tonight the same way that we do every year, by singing Silent Night by Candlelight. Do you have your candles? You got your candles?
Anybody need a candle? Just find anything that we can light on fire. You'll be okay. I hear the voice of my wife saying, not everybody knows when you're joking. If you need a candle, uh, Nicole is running to get candles. Bring the bucket in, Nicole. We might need to hand a few out. Nicole has more. Anybody need a candle? Over here, Nicole. I think it's Dan. I can't tell. Didn't Dan do a great job singing Oh Holy Night? So the light of the candle as we sing Silent Night tonight represents, represents the light of Jesus. That Jesus illuminates. That Jesus permeates our lives. That Jesus guides our lives. When the darkness tries to surround you, you have the light of Jesus. When fear or anxiety try to overcome you, you have the light of Jesus. Um, Christmas is more, much more than a, you know, a warm, fuzzy story. It's very true and very real and very much available to anyone tonight who wants to believe in Jesus Christ, to invite him into your darkness to, to start something brand new, uh, to make you new again. Uh, that's the message of Christmas. Let's pray together. God, I thank you tonight that we've had this opportunity to be in your presence, to worship you, to sing these carols, um, to be reminded tonight of your love for each one of us, uh, just to be together as a church family and uh, to focus on you, two more sleeps till Christmas. And uh, Jesus, tonight, we just want to say again that we love you. We're thankful um, that you came to this earth. We're thankful that you died on a cross for our sins and that you rose again. We're thankful tonight that you are the light of the world and the darkness will never extinguish you and your light. So, Lord, would you be with us over the next few days throughout Christmas? Would you be in our homes? Would your presence be in our homes? Um, would you be in our relationships, be in our conversations? Would you push back the darkness and uh, just help us to breathe, help us to rest in you, help us to trust you, help us to follow you, help us just give us a sense of peace um, that we so desperately need. Um, thank you, God, tonight. Thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.